Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Guys, this episode is one that I have been percolating on for a while. Before I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about life's purpose and how I've always really had a connection to it. But it took going through what I've currently gone through in defining my current life's purpose, and I'll get to that current part in a minute here. It took going through it and getting to where I am now to now be able to share this episode with you. And so I am really excited because as I've done this outline for the podcast, as I've gone through this process myself, it's created a lot of ahas and some magic. So the way that this episode is going to be structured is first I want to walk through my timeline so you can walk through this process just as I did. The timeline of how I got to finding my current life's purpose. After I did that and as I was preparing for this podcast, I did a little extra research just to make sure that my life experiences mapped with the other teachings, findings, things out there. And I found even more ahas. That's where that current piece comes in that I'll explain. Then from there, I'm going to go into the questions that I asked to uncover this so you are armed with these questions because maybe you're in the same spot that I was a few months ago. Maybe you are thinking and have this seed planted of, hmm, I think I am meant to do something different than what I'm doing now. I think I'm meant to do something more. Or maybe you feel you've already found your current life's purpose. And so this is just going to help reinforce and solidify and make sure you are on the right track. Either way, I'm hoping that I can save you a little bit of time. I do think it takes time and you're going to hear that in my story, but hopefully this will make it a little easier for you on your journey. So let's hop into my timeline, how I came to finding my current life's purpose. The way this really started was around July of 2020. We had just moved into the house that we're currently in. Jack was a little bit over one and we were due with Sophia in November of 2020. And up until that point in the business that I had at that time, which was my personal styling business, it was a lot of starting and stopping. I would get momentum and then something would happen and I'd have to pull back on what I was doing. I broke my ankle and then I had to pull back and stop all the work. I got pregnant with Jack and then we had Jack and so I took some maternity leave and time to be with him. Then COVID hit and then we moved and then we were about to have Sophia. And so it was a lot of the starting and stopping. And so around July of 2020, I realized, okay, once she's born, she is our final child. I can really start to go all out with my business. Hopefully there won't be as much starting and stopping, not as many crazy big life events happening that I can really get some momentum And that made me think, is what I'm doing right now what I want to be doing, quote unquote, forever? So in July of 2020, I thought to myself, hmm, I don't think this is it. And I heard this whisper in my head saying, you're meant to do something different. You're meant to do something more. So that started to sprout, to percolate, to grow from July of 2020 until right before she was born in November of 2020. At that point, I realized, yeah, when I get back from my maternity leave, 
I'm gonna figure out what it is that I'm meant to do now. So from November until January, I really took that time to start journaling and doing some deep diving. And then in January also, I decided to hire a coach to help me figure out what in the world do I wanna do with myself. That seed was sprouted of, yes, I meant to do something more, and then it took about six months until January to actually act on it. So guys, from January of 2021 until where I am now, that's how long it took me to ask myself these questions, go through this process, refine, 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 to get me to where I am today. I started to figure out, okay, I'm meant to help mompreneurs, I meant to do something in this line of work that I have a lot of experience in, but it took some some trial and errors. It took me launching a workshop. It took me trying to launch a retreat. It took more deep diving and more uncovering of who I am and what I truly want to do, not what society says is the next best step to do, the next market to be in, the next marketing channel to do. It was down to the core what do I enjoy doing and what am I best at? And that's what's gotten me now. We're currently recording July of 2021. So a year from when the seed was planted, six months from when I actually started to take action, six months of trial and error to get me here to where I am with certainty, knowing that this podcast and what I am doing and sharing with the world this is what I am meant to be doing. This is my current life's purpose. So let's get into that current part because after I went through this process and to where I am now and realizing, okay, I need to share this story with people. I need to share these questions and processes that I went through to get to my point. But I wanted to do some research to make sure I'm not a crazy person and just to solidify that the steps that I took are... I don't want to say accurate, but essentially are accurate. And so I searched for some audiobooks that I could listen to to reinforce what I had gone through. And so the two that came up were actually Oprah books. And the most interesting thing, and I think Oprah is known for helping people with life purpose and things like that, but I think the most interesting thing when listening to that was hearing Oprah and her going through the same story that I'm sharing with you. She was doing her show, which was wildly successful, as we all know. And once she was doing it and had this notoriety and everybody knew her because of it, people were saying and using that analogy of like the mountaintop, which I think is often used with life purpose. People were saying that Oprah had reached the pinnacle. She reached the summit. She did it. She worked through all this hard stuff and she finally got to that space that she was meant to. But Oprah says in that moment, she actually heard a whisper. She heard a whisper saying, there's still more to be done. There's something more. And so that's where I started to think when I heard that and I thought of my own story, I thought to myself, I don't like this analogy of the mountain. Just like Oprah's talking about, she was at quote unquote, the pinnacle of her career and what if she listened to what everybody was saying? What if she agreed with that mountain uh, analogy that she reached the summit and that was it for her? She stopped. What would the rest of her life been? Oprah talks about how she believes, and I do too, that there is no life without purpose. And so that was when I started to think through, hmm, I don't think that this is a mountaintop analogy, guys. I don't think it's a journey either because that makes it seem tiring because it's a long road. 
I think it's cyclical. And that's why I say this is my current life's purpose because I think everything we do builds upon each other. We get new skills, we get new experiences, we view life in a different way, and that helps grow us into a new and better person to help people in new and different ways. And that's what happened with Oprah. She did her show, she helped so many people, and then she heard that calling, okay, what's my next life's purpose? And that cycle started again. And she did her Oprah magazine, and she has done movies, and she opened up that school for girls, and she's constantly doing new things, as we all are. And instead of kicking ourselves and thinking, we've got to reach that top, or we haven't reached it yet, or what if it's just that we're going through this cycle again and again and again, and we're in that cycle somewhere, and that it's this process that we go through, and that makes it a bit more enjoyable, doesn't it? This is just like what I talk about in the Mompreneur with Ease method. The strategy I share in order to live this life with a little bit more ease is clarity, alignment, recalibration. Every time we do something in our business, in our home life, we really need to get crystal clear on what it is that we want or what we're doing. Then we need to align that with our activities. And then we need to know that we're going to have to come back and re-optimize. And that's exactly what this process really is here now that I'm pulling it all together and saying it out loud. Because no matter what we're doing at the core, that's what it's all about. It's all about being intentional and intuitive. It's about being okay with getting still, listening, getting clear, and then acting on that information to keep moving forward. You really have to listen to yourself and realize that's a good thing and it's okay. It's not flighty. It's not crazy. It's what you're meant to be doing because it's a never ending journey. Well, I guess, like I said, I'm not really a huge fan of that analogy, but maybe it's more like seasons and flowers because it's cyclical. So that's the research that I did as I was compiling this episode structure. I had my timeline. I knew what I went through. I wanted to have a little bit of extra research behind me. You know, I am a research person. And if you haven't figured that out by now, you are certainly going to learn it as you continue listening to this podcast. But it was that combination of my timeline and realizing it's my current life's purpose. This is cyclical. This is not a mountaintop analogy or a journey analogy. It's something that we're going to go through again and again. And imagine life if we didn't continually have a purpose. And imagine life if that purpose didn't change, if we didn't continue to grow and evolve and optimize. So let's hop into those questions that I asked myself because as I went through those, I'll be able to uncover a bit more of my story too, which I think will help you in uncovering yours. So the first thing that I asked myself was, let's think through what is my background? What makes me different? What are the things that I've loved to do down to my core since I was little, since I was in high school, college, to now, like what are all the things that are recurring themes that have always been just an innate part of me? And so the first thing that I did to get that ball rolling was I actually reached out to five close family members, business besties, and friends and asked them to describe me, what I'm good at, and what I've always been interested in. And that was a good thing to do first because it's one of those things where you have to reach out and then wait for information so you can move on to the next steps. But asking other people also really highlighted similarities and showed me things 
that maybe I didn't recognize that I've always gravitated towards. But then when everybody else kept saying the same things, you see these breadcrumbs, these dots that all link together. It gave me that aha of, oh, look at these things that I'm interested in. Look at these things that other people are recognizing in me. And that was so beneficial for me to see, okay, these are, these are the recurring themes in my life. I'm going to take note of those. And then I went on to the next part. I am a big personality test person. I've always loved them. I've always found them to be spot on. Now, I don't believe that they are the be all end all and that they should guide your whole life. But again, I think it's another perspective giving you insight that can be hard to give yourself. The other part that was interesting when I was compiling this show together was in my research with the Oprah books that I read. She actually has a quote that relates to personality and purpose. Now, when I went to look up the full quote to make sure I quoted it correctly, it says that Oprah said it. But when I listened to the audiobook, now mind you, I listened to it at like one and a half. So sometimes things don't always stick because it goes by a little fast. But I thought that she said Gary Zukoff says this. When you look up the quotes, it says Oprah said it. Regardless, one of the two of them said, when you align your purpose with your personality, no one can touch you. Again, when you align your purpose with your personality, no one can touch you. And I really think that speaks to the power of the personality test. At the core, it speaks to when you know who you are and you use that to shape what you do, no one can touch you because it's your life purpose. So I just found that to be fascinating that they too recognized the importance of pairing your purpose with your personality, figuring out who you are down to the core and letting that drive what you do. Because I believe that we're all here for a reason and that's why I wanted to share how you could figure out your current life's purpose so that you can start doing what you're meant to be doing. So some of the personality tests that I've taken that have really been helpful for me are the Enneagram test. That one is even better when you use their wing philosophy. So with Enneagram, you're given a number. And then there are other numbers below that you ranked, you know, not quite as high as the first one. But if you take that second number and you say you have that influence. So example, I'm a number two with a wing three. I'm mostly two, but I have a lot of influences of three. I think it's helpful when you take it a step further and dig a little deeper than just that surface level, whatever answer they give you. So my recommendation is if you look up Enneagram to take not only your first number, but your second number and look and find more research on your number, wing, whatever the other number is. It'll help you learn more about yourself. The next personality test that I love is Myers-Briggs. You can go and you can Google any of these tests and find free versions, but there's one free version of Myers-Briggs that's called, I believe it's 16personalities.com. And I love their test because it drills down into your strengths, your weaknesses. It gives you parenting advice based on who you are, marriage advice, friendships, all of the things. So I really love how comprehensive that is. And that one to me has always been really spot on. I've always loved that test I had taken it before college I believe and so I've always found that one to be great and very insightful 
Since starting my online business, I've learned more about human design. Now, I am not trained in this. All I know is that when you put in your date that you were born, the time you were born, and the location you were born, it tells you all of this stuff. But the biggest thing that I've learned from it is whether you're a manifesting generator, a manifester, a generator. I feel like maybe there's another one. Clearly, I am not trained in this. But for me, I'm a manifesting generator. And when I've seen other things online describing manifesting generators and I've met other people who are the same, I've really found a lot of insight and almost a tribe in that. And so I found that one to be good too. I've also taken DISC and Strength Finders, and that has been helpful to figure out where my strengths lie, where my weaknesses are, which has helped guide me into, okay, these are the things that I'm naturally good at. I need to capitalize on those. And my weaknesses, maybe those are things I need to farm out in my business or in my life. Last but not least, this one has been life-changing, and that is Sacred Money Archetypes. I took this through Denise Duffield-Thomas. Her program is not currently open at the time of this recording, but I know that she still has her quiz, I believe, out there. So if you look her up and Sacred Money Archetypes, hopefully you can find that. But she is a trained, certified person in this. So if you look up Sacred Money Archetypes, I'm sure you could find other people's quizzes. And the beauty of this was it got deeper than any other personality test I've taken. It allowed me to learn more about myself that I didn't realize, but in hearing it, I was like, oh yeah, that is me. That one, there are eight different archetypes, and it recommends that you take your top three, and that's what you use. You're typically some kind of combination of those top three personalities, and that has been very true for me. So I think you'll find a lot of insight in taking those different personality tests, compiling all of that information into one document so you can see it, and it's really going to uncover more of who you are, which will then help us figure out what in the world you should do. Once you've gathered that personality test information and you've gathered together what people are saying that you are good at and have always enjoyed doing, I want you to then write down what you've always enjoyed doing, even if it's the little tiniest things. Those little things are breadcrumbs. So you can ask yourself, what do I do that lights me up? For me, when I answer this question, I realize I love helping mompreneurs excel at what they're doing and help them do it with ease. I love connecting, hearing what they're doing, and sharing ways they might be able to make it better. Now guys, I wrote that in February of 2021. I wrote that before I even realized I was going to do the podcast. And I love seeing it come together and come to fruition now. At the time, I thought, well, I'll do a workshop. Well, I'll do a retreat for mompreneurs. Maybe I'll do coaching. And all of those things could have happened under that umbrella. But now it really comes together and is so much more impactful, I think. Because the next thing I wrote down and the next question I asked myself is, what am I interested in doing? And I wasn't interested in doing, at the time, coaching or one-on-one. I didn't really want to be away from my family, even if it was for a weekend for a retreat. And so what I did write down at that time was I'm interested in sharing what's working for me and helping direct people to solutions for them, helping mompreneurs feel like they're not alone and with their mindset. I wrote, I just want to talk and share, and I want to help you get out of your head. Again, at that time, I didn't realize I was going to do the podcast and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's so amazing when you write all these things down and you keep looking at them and coming back to them and drilling down deeper and deeper, that's when you'll uncover the gold and the magic. 
And so that's really the next step. I asked people what they thought I've always been good at. I took personality tests to compile more information on who I am. I wrote down what I've always enjoyed doing, even if it was the little tiniest thing. What lights me up? What am I interested in? And then I started to journal. This takes stillness. This takes time. And it takes you being intuitive and being okay with listening to yourself. It takes you just writing down what you're feeling. And eventually, the more and more you write and the more and more you open up with yourself, the more you'll uncover and unveil. And that's when you can really start figuring out what are you meant to do. The last thing that I wrote down when it came to my background and what makes me different is I actually wrote down my story because it really helps you uncover how unique you are, the experiences that only you have, and the interests and skills and talents that only you have. And sometimes it takes writing it all down to, again, pick out those breadcrumbs and those important points that bring the full picture together. And so... Here are a few questions I asked myself when I was writing down my story. I wrote, what do you have experience in that you want to help others through? What skills do you have from previous careers that you can tie in with your current business? That was a big sticking point for me because when I wrote that down, that I studied entrepreneurship as my major in college, yes, it was a major, that I've tried and can speak to all of these things in mompreneurship that I've always been really efficient with my processes and organized, which now comes into play with creating shows. I've always been good at asking questions that elicit a response that can map to the end result somebody wants. And I've always been good at presenting, going live, and being on TV. Again, these are the answers that I literally had in February of 2021. It is now July, so six months later. And they so clearly map to what I'm doing now. But again, it takes uncovering these things and some time to let them percolate and grow. So after you write down what makes you different in your background, the next thing that I wanted to figure out was, well, who? Okay, I know who I am. I'm starting to understand what I'm good at and what is unique to me. But who do I want to help? So you can ask yourself, what are types of clients you're currently working with that you love to work with? What are future types of clients that you like to work with? Maybe you're working with people now that you're realizing, eh, not, not such a good fit, but maybe there's a few that you're like, oh, these people are the best. And when you start to write down those similarities and you compare and contrast, it makes it crystal clear what you should be doing next. The other big question that I asked myself under the who category was, what types of people do you have a heart to help? I read somewhere that when you think about what are the things that essentially break your heart, that sometimes you have to pull away from because it's too much for you to think about because it upsets you too much, those tend to tell you the types of people that you're meant to help. And so for me, I love helping kind, high-achieving mompreneurs who are just like me, who want to be both present and productive, around for all the little and big moments with their kids while also being a go-getter, rocking their passions for themselves, being that role model, and contributing to their family. I have found that when I meet other moms who are working a 9-to-5 or who are being a stay-at-home but want to do something for themselves, they feel like they're called for a mission but just have never had maybe the confidence or the know-how to take that step into mompreneurship. 
I found that I've always been that cheerleader and I've always been like, no, let me help you. Like you have to do this. It's so amazing because I experienced it as a child growing up, being raised by a mompreneur and now being one myself and seeing all that this lifestyle can offer. And so that was what I realized. That's who I have a heart to help. So after you figure out your background, what makes you unique, who you want to help, then you got to wrap it all up together into your mission. And those things really go hand in hand. I wrote down my legacy, which was really another thing that spurred this seed being planted of I'm meant to do something different, meant to do something more. Because at that time, I thought to myself, when Jack goes to school and tells people what his mom does, is what I'm doing now what I want him to describe? Is that what I want to be known as? Is that what I want my kids to know me as doing? And for me at the time, the answer was no. I wanted him to be able to go say, my mom helps other moms be able to be around and play with us. Or my mom helps other moms get to take their kids on vacation and do amazing things or be more confident. Or Those are the things that I wanted to have in my legacy. So your legacy is almost more of like your personal mission, whereas your why is like your business's personal mission. And somewhere I got this prompt that said, if you are starting a business, I believe you must have seen something out there that you wanted to change. Or maybe you went through a change yourself and you want to help people do something similar. And when I did my styling business, I never quite understood this concept because I was raised by a family of entrepreneurs. I was encouraged to go out there and do something when you figured out what you love to go follow that passion. And for me, I realized I wanted to be a mom entrepreneur. So I thought if I'm really productive right now, then I can be present when my kids arrive. So that was how I ended up getting into styling. Everybody told me I was good at styling and I said, okay, great, I'll do that. But I never actually had a problem with getting dressed. And I didn't go through that process in order to get to the point of, okay, I went through this, now let me help you do it because it's changed my life. That wasn't the path that I took, and so I didn't really understand it. But now, now I get it. Now I've had that struggle. I've had to figure out my life's purpose. I've had to figure out how to be present and productive. I'm still figuring out how to be present and productive. And that's how I created my current business, which is now my life's purpose. Another thing that you can ask yourself is what's motivated you to move in this direction? What are the tipping points that have planted the seed to make you think I'm meant to do something different, meant to do something more? And the last thing to wrap it all up is for you to write down your goals for the next six months because these things will get you clearer and put you on a clearer path as to what's next. It will help you wrap up your zone of genius and who you want to help when you uncover what your mission is. When you have a clear mission and you know your zone of genius, you can start to see those results that you can get for people and you can start asking yourself, what problems are you most excited to help people with? I wrote down again, six months ago, that I love figuring things out for people and giving them clarity and action. I love when I can offer guidance and ideas for them to implement and would love to see that implementation lead to big results. And again, now that's exactly what I'm able to do. I'm able to give you clarity, give you insight on what I'm learning from other experts, what I'm learning myself in this process. And I'm able to help you take action because I'm giving you frameworks like these, questions to ask yourself, things to think about that you might not have thought about before that can help you take the next right step for you.
The last two things that I had to go through in order to get to this point of my current life's purpose was pulling it all together into my hook. When you can pull this all together and write down your elevator pitch, sharing who you help, what you do to help them, and the results that they get when working with you, it's when it all really comes together. You're going to have to do iterations and iterations of this. I've been doing this for the past six months, and here I am now. But when I keep looking back, and I wish I would have looked back on my notes more to see what are these recurring themes that are coming up, it makes it crystal clear. So my hook, my elevator pitch now, is that I help mompreneurs live a present and productive life without the overwhelm or mom guilt. Tune into my podcast every Monday to find out how. It's quick, it's simple, it's clear. There's no fluffiness. It's easy for a kid to understand. It's easy for you to understand. And when you can understand it and really wrap your head around it, that's when your life purpose becomes clear. So again, the framework that's worked for me to figure out your life purpose is figuring out your background, what makes you different, what are the things that you've loved to do to the core. From there, you want to figure out who you're helping, who you want to help, who you get excited to help. You want to figure out what's your mission. So we know what you're good at and we know who you want to help. So how do we wrap that up into the things that you actually want to do and pulling out what are those results that you want to get and can get for people. Wrap that all up into your hook, your elevator pitch. And by tweaking and tweaking and doing that again and again, you're going to get really, really clear on what it is that you feel aligned in your core to do. And that is how you can figure out your life's purpose. Now, the biggest thing about this though, guys, is that you need to keep listening. I said it at the beginning of my research that this is cyclical. This is something that we're going to keep figuring out our next current life's purpose, that we're going to keep growing and learning new things and then having new ways that we can help people. So don't feel mad at yourself or frustrated that you're stuck or stagnant or that you want to do something else. Don't feel flighty either. You're meant to continually grow and change and help people and your life's purpose is going to change. And so you can come back to this again and again to figure out what is your current life's purpose. What's the next thing that you're meant to do? This is just like what I talk about in the mompreneur with ease method. It's all about being intentional and intuitive. It's about being okay with getting still, listening, getting clear, and then acting on that information to keep moving forward. You really have to listen to yourself and realize that's a good thing and it's okay. It's not flighty. It's not crazy. It's what you're meant to be doing. The last bit of my research that really came up that I think hits home for this last point is that the real fear of all of this, of mompreneuring, of figuring out your life's purpose, of taking that leap to do your next current life's purpose, is that the real fear comes not from trusting others, but from trusting yourself and what happens if you choose wrong. I have realized in my life that I have gotten frustrated or upset with myself, not because I chose to pivot or change things, but it's because I didn't realize that next step before I did the first one. And I get frustrated with myself and it took me a while to uncover this. I don't mind pivoting. I mind not thinking about that thing in the first place. And so all of this, like I said, really comes back to listening and optimizing, listening to yourself, trusting yourself, trusting your gut and knowing that it's cyclical and it's not going to be our life's purpose for forever. It's our current life's purpose. And then we're going to grow, optimize, expand, 
and fall into the next thing that we're meant to help people with, the next thing that we're meant to do. So that's what I have learned in this process, in my life's purpose, in my research on top of that. It's all about knowing this is cyclical. Figure out what's right in this current moment. Be persistent and consistent with it. And be really, really clear. Align that with what you're doing. And you are going to rock it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguide.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.